What's up, Krypton fans? We're here to talk about Civil War's Doomsday. This was a crazy episode. We have more information on General Zod, kind of confusion and drama between him and Adam Strange, and a failure to kill Voice of Rao. But so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin Woo! kneel before zod <laughs> <laughs> we went back to the classics you guys we did hear some haters in the chat about <laughs> yeah this is actually from uh, man, is, man of steel <laughs> um i try to look up the zod's theme so i figured it was a little yeah. bit zoddy it zoddy was. episode you know i feel like the whole episode was kind of a man of steel zod vibe yeah so so sad that i actually am not donning the cape <laughs> Not because I forgot it, but because it's it's Zod's episode and I totally didn't forget. <laughs> like I said, everyone, you guys, welcome. We're here to talk about Civil Wars. This was a crazy episode. I know Twitter was going wild about it. Everyone really liked this episode, I think. I love this episode. Um, to start it off, I'm Steph Sabra, and to my left is... I am Anthony Becerra. So what did you think of the episode, just off the bat? Ooh. I gotta say, I loved, right off the bat, I loved the review of, uh, of Doomsday. And I like the way he looked. I thought it was really cool. Um, what I said about last episode about how uh, Strange's and also uh, Zod's uh, like views, it was going to come to a head. I thought it was going to come a little bit later, but it, it happens like right off the bat. And I was yes. like, okay, cool. I agree. I kind of, um, I hope it, I wish it kind of was a little bit more prolonged, but they did do a good job of speeding up relationship ties pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. I love this episode. I mean, seeing Doomsday was wild because I feel oh. like no one's ever done him like that at all. And he's such a crazy, important comic book character. Yeah, I was hoping, like, can he, can he move? Can you make him twitch a little bit? Like He's like Austin Powers Frozen. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I loved, um, I just love, there was so much drama. I was freaking out the entire episode. I didn't know what was going to happen because between Jaina and oh, yeah. that whole plot line and then trying to find this weapon of mass destruction it was it was wild yeah bombs were dropping left and right yeah so you guys we're going to be talking about um the plan to kill voice of rao which ultimately ended up in a failure unfortunately uh, and the whole seg leader lida general zod adam strange plot line and then from there we will have your very special character corner yes juzod and then Juzod we'll later. have some some news some news and gossip and then predictions and wrap it up so yep. just let's just get into how the episode kind of started with mm -hmm. um seg lida general zod and adam strange this was where they were lida and seg didn't started to question who to trust and the different motives and we find out a lot more about brainiac right um general zod lets us know that Brainiac did not time travel, which we all had thought, but he was actually, this is a 200, this is how he does it. It takes like about 200 years. Yeah, he's just been around. Where he just takes just things until taking the walk over. And he's, uh, we did know that he's way ahead of anyone's time on Krypton. And so that would mean, that does make sense that the weapons wouldn't be able to destroy him. So did you, um, what did you think about the whole Adam Strange, General Zod thing. And if you were Seg, would you be siding with General Zod? That's such a hard position. Like, who do you who do you trust? I don't know. Yeah, because like, on top of that, okay. He's known Zod for a lot less time than he's known, he's known Adam, right? Mm -hmm. But it's just like, I guess it's because of that lie, that, that, bom that, dr that bomb that uh, came out about like, your plan's gonna be destroyed and that's what needs to happen is what 
really sent the uh, the rift between uh, Strange and Seg. Um, it's just it's so it's so hard to like who do you trust because there's this guy from the future who's Jaina's son, and then there's also Elida's oh yeah, son. Uh, li uh, my bad, yeah, Lyda's son, and then it's also another guy from the future. But you've been more like buddy buddy with him, but he he kept this information that he kind of knew about, and it's just um, I gotta say. He should have gone, I think he should have just still gone with Adam, in my opinion, because it leads to a greater good overall. Although, you know, Krypton But we don't know, like, how can he know that? And with the fact that this is Adam's second time of not really well, handling mass destruction well, like, his both sex parents died, and he's, right. like, focused on this end outcome that is, of course, you understand it, Adam, but... No one else understands it because this is a completely different planet. Yeah, okay. Well, that I'm going with assuming that Adam's right and, like, what he's yeah. doing is going <laughs> to lead eventually. But I'm thinking that what everything they're doing is going to lead eventually to uh, Superman's birth. No, uh, like, can they... Are they willing... Are they going to try and rewrite history? Like, I mean, Superman's that's the history? ultimate like, question. On this show, are they going to rewrite his, Superman's history? I thought they were playing with the history that was already... Like, the lore that was there. But it seems like they might be changing it. I think on that point, there's no way that they... I think they could change the history, but regardless, we will still get Superman. Right, yeah. So maybe it's just like, they still have Krypton, but he leaves for the greater good of something. I'm not sure. I don't even want to think about that because I will. I like to think of the show, like they said, as a standalone. So right, right. Let's, I don't get too bogged down let's get on back it in the, because in the everyone vacuum. loves Superman. Yeah. So, uh, well, and yeah, and it was interesting because Adam Strange, it's... I just feel like with General Zod, Seg's wifey, essentially, that's her son. <laughs> There's, like, ties to be made there, I feel like. And it got it gets sketchy to believe someone who isn't from your planet, who doesn't share Kryptonian values and mm -hmm. doesn't understand Kandor. So uh, then, but it that plot line progresses, and they have, he finds out that, General Zod has been, he made the Black Zero kind of area in this space because he, when he was in the Phantom Zone, he was able to find out that one of the weapons, what, right? Yeah. Uh, that this weapon could destroy Brainiac. Yeah, he's been searching the catacombs for a long time, uh, searching for this uh, weapon of mass destruction, who uh, is later revealed to be Doomsday. And the Synthonites are the ones that are guarding it, guarding it yeah. because it has the capabilities to destroy anything, and it's not controllable, as like has been has been like shown in the previous Superman lore. Like uh, Doomsday is the one that kills Superman into the, the oh death yeah, of Superman. yeah yeah of course. So it's um, like, um, and but it was so cool. I love how they tie because. You kind of real. What I loved about this episode is it made the Jaina Zod and the Zod family episode even more important than it was, where you started to humanize General Zod and kind of think like he really does just love mm -hmm. Krypton and he loves his people. And so, although he becomes Superman's greatest villain mm -hmm. and he, the, the General Zod we know is not good. It makes you think like, hmm, is this a different type of General Zod? And then the gr the coolest part, one of my favorite parts of the episode was how the um, Zod and Seg, L, the L family symbol was the Oh, yeah, the it was like, superimposed yeah. on top of each other? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, okay, so there's like a lot to impact because it's like... Um, Oh man, how do how do we even start this? I know, so, <laughs> I know, because we have Doomsday, so we have the family on. ties, we have back history, and we have what the heck are they gonna do with this now? Yeah, 
I think the show definitely wants us to sympathize with with Zod because of like be, leading up to what his motives were, kind of like seeing like what's what's this Zod about? They they implemented our like the seed of like Jaina's past and everything. So like uh, the, our sympathy for them started to grow there, or, or not grow, but like grew stronger, the strongest there. And now let's introduce this character, and now you kind of want to sympathize with him. And it's it's so it's such a it's such a mixed feelings for viewers because you're like oh man like you're usually Zod's usually really bad and in this in this uh, version like he he's standing for something that's so good as in like the as in saving Krypton and uh, it's just so it's such a difficult like alignment I don't know where I'm at I'm like on the fence yeah are we choosing sides is there like a section is I don't is there know like a, is there a strange side is there a, is there a Zod side I think so. Are we doing this? <laughs> well, Sud clearly is doing that. Yeah, they're on Zod's I side. love how this show does this because it, and when we had Cameron Cuff and Sean Sipos on, they were saying how it's about the individual character and the decisions mm -hmm. that they make. And they really do like punch that in, especially with General Zod and Adam Strange, because you have two characters like for now you see that are good. We don't mm -hmm. really know too much. We know that a little bit more about this Adam Strange. But they have both these different motives that are both good. Like, you're both trying to save people, but it's hard because is there really a right decision at all? Right. If General Zod is really only there to save Krypton and not to ruin the timeline of Superman. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's tough. I mean, oh, man. Again, I can't. I don't know what to think. Like it's. <laughs> I know. It's so hard. I, I, I love Adam Strange. I want him to succeed, but, like, I just... I guess all you gotta do is just strap in and just walk, keep watching. <laughs> like, like what's, Buckle what's up, to, everyone. What's there to do? These I know. are both great guys, as, like as far as we can see. Like you know, we just create their dating profiles. But I'm really excited because obviously they're not just gonna give us this introduction of Doomsday if he's not gonna come back. He better come back. He has to. He I has mean, to. it has to happen. And I think that this has been a big lead up for the show and i think what they're saying exactly is right that the first five episodes were kind of setting things up and now things are really moving forward and oh, i'm yeah, they're sprinting. confused what doomsday can because he can't be controlled like you said he just destroys things yeah I'm guessing. yeah he's just gonna go haywire on, on he Kandor. looked really scary yeah he was terrified imagine if brainiac gets a hold of that like what and goes into his body yeah Things That'd be would intense. be ruined. You get a, a a brainiac day? No, that didn't work. A doom doomniac. <laughs> um. Also, I want to touch on real quick, just like that cool like relationship between uh Lyda and and Drew Drew Zod. How they're like, oh, like he he like spouts out. He like legit Finishes spouts her out. Sentences. Yeah, like spouts out like the like the Zod uh, code of honor, you know. And she's like, oh, that's my boy. Like I know. I, that was so sweet. <laughs> it is, and it's also sad to hear that you know he said that she became kind of like darker and more to herself and serious. Which mm -hmm. right now she's so fierce and fiery and has this like love with Seg. And they've also not touched on the fact like, oh, like. This isn't for sure. This is for sure not our kid. Right. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> I love that too. It's like, oh man, I really, I thought, I just thought there would still be a future with us, but uh, I guess not. <laughs> she didn't say that though. She still is like, maybe there is. But I guess there, everything's artificial anyway, so the kids don't really matter genetically. Ooh, or do they? 
I'm I don't sure. know. <laughs> so do you have anything else to say? I mean, that plot line is kind of what will be carrying us forward, I mm -hmm. think, as well as the plot line we're about to be talking about. But a lot of that was more, there wasn't, there was a lot, I feel like, seated, but not a lot of too much action between them. They were just going for one thing. And at the end, Seg decided, like, we will do this, but without Doomsday, which I really, I love, I feel like Seg always makes the best decision. Right. Um... So I, I want to ask you something, though, real quick. Ask me. Did you think Adam's decision to not say that the plan's going to blow up, like not even ever bring it up, was that a good call? Like, would you have done that as well? I don't know. When he said it, it's a really, like, I mean, it's just hard to bring up. I get that. But I feel like I definitely would have. Because right? he's going to find out. I feel like. He would eventually, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I would have told him because it's yeah. so important to, he already lost everything. So it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't that much to lose by just being honest. Like you're already telling him the craziest stuff ever that he didn't think could exist, existed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So would he's, you? I totally would have, um, not right away. Cause <laughs> yeah, wait. you know, yeah. Wait until I gained his trust a bit and I'm be like, Hey, you know what? There's, there's something I've been omitting. Um, haven't told you completely. Uh, yeah, we're trying to save uh, Krypton, but um, at the same time, it, it's it, it has to happen because and like it has to happen, and then your your plan's gonna blow up. But it's gonna lead it to, <laughs> but, but. <laughs> to the world's greatest hero, and he's gonna save millions of lives, and he's gonna be one of the greatest heroes of all time. But you know, you're just your whole civilization has to get collapsed and stuff. Yeah, you have to say it. <laughs> Honestly, I really do love Adam Strange's character, and I feel like he is really loyal to Seg. But yeah. how do you miss over that? Like, yeah. now that we're really talking about that. I guess that, he would, like, sprinkle on top. But you're going to be totally dead before any of that. <laughs> and Lida will be dead. Everyone will be dead. Yeah. But also, it's, like, important because if you warned that then maybe they could start thinking of plans to evacuate the planet, ahead you know? Of, ahead of ahead time. Of time. Yeah. They have 200 years. They, they have so many years. And although, like, Krypton gets, like, stolen, like, around this time, though. Yeah, I'm yeah. the first I mean, not Krypton, go. sorry, Candor. Candor yeah. gets stolen. That's what, that's what like, um, I guess, like, messes with the, the core of Krypton. So yeah. that's why 200, I believe 200 years later or so, uh, a certain amount of time later, that's when it blows up. Oh, yeah. He says it exposes, he will expose Krypton's core, which causes it to explode in 200 years. So, yeah, it would be the first mm -hmm. to do that. Oh, my gosh. And so. I'm just saying, yeah, I would have told him <laughs> on that on that point. And then and look, there would be no fighting. He'd be like, yeah, he told me already. And you and then Jules have been like, what? Like, so you're still going with it? But yeah, dude, we got, we're going to get Crystal. This is later. an important key to life, you guys. <laughs> honesty is the best policy dude, always. Honesty. Just be upfront and then you have nothing to lose. Communication save relations, I can tell. <laughs> Kendrick. <laughs> so I think that, do you have anything else on that? On them? Um, them in the catacombs. It will probably come up later. Yeah, if, if I, yeah I'll bring anything up later. Yeah, yeah I wonder if the Synthonites will come back, but I, I also wonder if maybe that was just like a quick little plot line for them to just... Um, it would make sense that they're protecting this Doomsday character from coming out, but right. I don't really see them playing into the plot more. Maybe. I would hope. I really do like the Ice Queen. Well, the way things are going, it seems like Brainiac would take over the city, and there has to be some sort of ragtag like army, and then maybe they can recruit the Synthonites to be like, "Well, you can't, you won't give us Doomsday, so how about you just help us out?" Like, yeah, I could see that happening mm -hmm. later. Yeah.
Okay, so moving on, we do have um, Voice of Rao, and we see Ona, who's just so dang cute, even <laughs> though she's already tattooed up on the face. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, she is so cute. She's official. And uh, I am very confused about Brainiac's the nature of his relationship with her. I can't tell if kind of what we talked about, if there's he's feeling something different, like maybe she's bringing out something like that movie. What was that okay. you were mentioning? Oh, first of all, just to preface this, like, so Brainiac is pretty much, he's studying our people. He's studying Kryptonians, yes. their values, what they offer. Um, he's sizing them up and down pretty much. And see if these people are worthy. Because what he sees is that, like, because he steals them, he lets them live forever. So it gives them immortality. Oh, yeah. And he right? says that that's, like, the Multiple first times. line of yeah. the movie, basically. Yeah, your city, your world, do you deserve eternal life? Exactly. So in his head, he's, like, preserving a piece of civilization from, like, from Krypton. That was actually, I'm glad you really brought that up because I was kind of wondering what is his motive behind all of this? Right. Like, I know he can, he has the ability to do it, but why? And that made sense. Like, he thinks he's almost, he does think he is playing God, essentially. Yeah, he's kind of like a twisted version of Noah mm -hmm. and like Noah's Ark, you know, yeah. kind of thing. But like the whole universe. Um, I, at least that's how I see it. Like, if you guys see it some, some other way, go right ahead, tell me. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, he's sizing him up. And it's and through his inter not interrogation, but through his questions, he's he's seeing how uh, their mind works and what they value most in life, in a sense. Um, and so it, it's interesting because, in a, I, I feel like the, the the fate of Krypton rests upon Ona's hands right now or Ona's shoulders. Really? Yeah, depending on what she says. To no, him. I love how you're yeah. taking such a harsh a hard line on her role because I don't I didn't know if she was a filler or was going to be really important. Yeah. Um, I mean, at least that's how I see I it hope because so. uh, he, because she he, he's taking her as a uh, as a sample size for the whole population. So depending on what she says and what she feeds him, he's gonna determine determine whether or not Krypton is like worthy. And um, and I was telling her behind uh, be, before we started that I, I've kind of seen sort of like this happen in this one anime called Hunter X Hunter, towards the end where like um, this like really like like pretty much God mode like. Uh, being comes into existence and uh he goes around and and, and uh beats everyone at games right at like chess or whatever and then he plays go with this blind girl and he can't beat her and through that relationship that he develops with her he decides to save the world and like um this blind girl sways his mind mm. to thinking that humanity is good enough to be saved yeah so it's kind of like that weird like dynamic happening here but it's definitely a lot more sinister with brainiac yeah because he's definitely ha he's not like i don't think he's empathetic he's like a he's like a like a robotic humanoid like he um I, I don't think he's capable of emotions so he's much more logical, even like in his responses, like how he, he doesn't see her as a little girl who doesn't know much about the world. He sees her as a being of this world. And she knows, you know, I guess taking her as equal as like someone who knows mm -hmm. a lot, you know? No, Brainiac is a very interesting character to me yeah. because it's like a super genius on crack times 8 million trillion. <laughs> yeah, very inquisitive. Think about, yeah, how logical like he has to be to just be taking facts and data and science and information. That's all. He has no connection. He has yeah. no human or sort of species connection ever. So he really creeps me out more than I feel like it would be great to see a, that, a villain of that magnitude humanized by someone as darn cute as Ona, but it, he, 
He's you want way... Ona to turn into Brainy? <laughs> no, I oh, want okay. Ona to make him like the oh, best. Like, yeah, like change turn his heart? him into like a really nice stepdad. Be... <laughs> <laughs> like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> but that's definitely that not going to happen because we saw what he did at the end. And right. we'll get into that. Uh, so, yeah, that was kind of, They weren't in together that much. But what was interesting about the scene with Ona and Brainiac was um the other like maiden i don't know exactly what they're called oh yeah the she's like, oh, like the let me get out of here for him yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was freaking the voice out of rap. yeah do you think that she i what i thought was maybe because she realizes he's not the voice like that's not the voice of rao he she knew because obviously his voice is different right and then like the way he was talking about things was also like um he wasn't talking about like really, he wasn't talking about like religion or anything, which what they're used to. And yeah, that kind of confused me a, a little bit too. But I mean, I guess that's how she found out. Like I didn't really take it as she found out, but she, I definitely like something's wrong. She's like something's wrong here. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys haven't seen him without his helmet or something. Like, I know. <laughs> is he putting that on himself now? He's like, no, I got this. Don't trip. Like, I don't, I don't know how that. I know. Going down. I have questions about that. Like, is he dressing but himself? Or? It seemed like a warning to Ona for me, and I didn't know if it was a warning that this isn't the voice of Rao or a warning like I know who the voice of Rao is like behind this mask and mm -hmm. robes and he's crazy. Yeah, because it would make sense because they they, uh, they are the most intimate with uh, the voice of mm -hmm. Rao who like dress him and actually talk to him as like equals as in like, yeah, we got to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember how I told you how I viewed him like they keep him on schedule kind of thing. Like that's how I that's how I viewed him. So it's like it would make sense to be like, oh, something's incredibly wrong <laughs> i'm gonna put this real quick and i'm gonna run away <laughs> like, like that's what i got so yeah that would make sense like it, it checks out in the sense in, mm -hmm. in, in what i'm saying um but yeah that was a interesting scene um and so yeah we're definitely seeing also some like character development for brainiac himself there which i thought was interesting and how his mind works and what he's what he prioritize, prioritizes because and then that cuts into the scene where he I mean, just in terms of dialogue scenes with Voice of Rao, Brainiac, um, he wants to make the the final day of the ceremony open. Yeah. And so it's just interesting to think where, why? Is that because he knew, like, he knows that much already? Like, he can sense it? That they're transpiring yeah. against him? Yeah. Oh, I don't think so at all, actually. You think that he just did that as to get more information from yeah, totally. all the masses and see what the culture is like? Yeah, possibly maybe even use that as an attempt to just take him all over with mm. his, like, brainiac tentacle things. That he's just like, boom. <laughs> like, or maybe, or, like, he, uh, I don't know. It could have been, like, a plan for him to, like, take over the masses right then and there, or it could have been just to study. Um, I think it was just to study, though. I think that's the, the most logical Thing uh, for him. explanation. Yeah, to, to see all kinds of faces. Like, he wants not just, like, the higher up. He's like, no, I want to see everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, before we get into the whole plan to overtake him, if you guys are watching on YouTube, make sure that you guys like this video and comment after because we won't see it in the chat after this video ends. And then if you're on iTunes, make sure you rate us five stars if you feel like it and leave mm -hmm. us a comment, any questions or things you guys want to talk about. We love to hear from you guys. You can also tweet at us whenever. Yeah, um, um, a, a little quick a fun thing that I noticed that when I... Hosted, I believe, the second episode. I asked that we're at 6,500 like subscribers on this channel, the Sci Fi channel, mm. and I wanted to beat up to the 7,000 by the time we we're done. Yes. With this. So we're actually already over 7,000. What? Yeah, I checked the other day. 
It was actually last week we broke we like broke it a while ago. I was like, Heck oh, cool. yeah, that's because sci-fi so, and oh yeah superhero shows are killing it. Killing it on this no channel. No one's complaining. Yeah, I always forget that, you guys. Them. Make sure that if you just watch After Buzz in general, we are on the superhero yeah. sci-fi channel. So subscribe to that also. Yep, yep, yep. So this is um. Probably this whole scenario between the Vexes, the Zods, and the Sagittarii and this plan to take over is going to be a huge driving thing. Force. <laughs> force moving forward. And it's getting so complicated, obviously, because of the failure. But I really want to talk about and give a shout out to Dev M because oh, yeah. what a performance. I didn't, I wasn't sure about him in the first few episodes, but I really respect and I, I really like his character. Mm -hmm. He's so loyal to Jaina. She had met with the Vexes earlier in the episode and kind of was like, okay, we have to do this then. Mm -hmm. And things got complicated because Voice of Rao wanted to move it up, but she confined it confined in a few of her Sagittarii that she knew would stand with him her when the time came to it. And Dev was one of the final ones, but his answer to her was like, You've taught me everything, I will stand with you unquestionably. And I was like, Yes, Dev. Yeah, was, I thought it was a really great moment. Um definitely that was one of my favorite highlights for Dev to and then like this is going back to what we were talking about like how is he going to follow orders like is he going to be just a straight dog of, dog of the military or is he going to be more like loyal to Jaina who like can see she's also like I know everything like I've taught you everything we stand for but look at me like even I I know this is like messed up like yes. you gotta come on like you gotta follow suit like this is not good like what's happened what what the voice of Rao is doing is is just not good like things have not been improving and then, and um, and also, I think it, uh, I w I'm guessing we'll get into it a bit. But what Darren said about like his motives too, like I was so impressed with Darren this episode. I think that was my favorite part when Darren like re uh, reveals his motives. It was so not cliche, like so logical yes. too. Like it appealed to me. I was just like, yeah, you know, you. It was kind of like all over. It felt. Um, I hate to bring this up, but it felt kind of like kill Killmonger in a sense. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, like that same kind of mentality where yeah. it's like, have you looked around? Like, this is not good. Like, sure, I am selfish. I know that I want to be in power, but at the same time, I, I also know that we need someone else new in power. And that selfishness, that selfish part of me is me being in power, but the non-selfish part of me is me wanting to help everyone in total. Like, we need to reunite these cities in order to have Krypton grow as more mm -hmm. powerful as, a, as like a, a species. And I thought that was very powerful. And I thought it was just like, it's like his his mind's not short term. It's not like just like, oh, I just want to be in power in Krypton. I'm like no, like he has so much backing it up, so much logic backing it up for, and and it showed that he loves his people and he loves like his place, like he loves Krypton. And then I was just like, I was taken aback, and I really enjoyed that scene because yeah. of how how it felt and how it made me like, okay, this guy like. Although he, he, like, I love people who recognize their own faults in a mm -hmm. sense, you know? He's able to recognize that he's selfish and he's able to recognize that although his motives aren't, like, completely pure for Krypton, a big part of it is pure for Krypton in a sense. Yeah. It is good for Krypton. I, I really, I think that is a huge part in just the acting of this show in general, but the writing of the show in this episode and last episode with Jaina, Jaina and Darren in particular, really do you do see these sides of them that you didn't think that they were necessarily capable of and right. darren in this episode you're so right that he was very upfront and honest i still have a um couple hundred bones to pick with him on mm -hmm. his life choices <laughs> but he i do like that he's honest it's like 
yeah, I'm this way, but I do want better. And it's true. There's an issue when you become formed into these guilds, like the Zods with the military guild, that they don't question things. Right. And, and this is a life lesson. When you stop questioning anything in your life, it's not good. You should question everything that you devote time to. Yeah. It leads to a subservency pretty much without realizing it in a sense. Yeah. Um, with government, with religion, with everything, I feel like the whole s- planet of has kind of been just like stood back, and partly is because there are classes, so the rankless don't have a voice. Right. But there's in terms of the leadership roles there, they've totally done bad. Yeah, and it has to go with the issues of a, uh, I guess you could say like state and church in a sense. Yeah. Because it's like Definitely. they're trying to save like. You know the the state being crept on as a whole, while the church is like the voice of Rao. Just like the like he says, this is like the voice of Rao just cares about spreading the word of Rao. Like, what's that going to do for our cities? Like, look look at what it's doing. It's doing nothing. No. Like we need actual intervention. We don't need like the voice of Rao. We need like resources. We need to work together with these other like cities. Like that's what that's what the voice of Rao should be doing. Yeah. You know, like but uh, we don't see any of that. And that's why they're unhappy, and that's why the the state is going to go up against the church, with, and some for some reason the church is in power. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like no, I'm should, with should, you. Should not should not be happening. Totally, and um, I do think Jaina does realize that part of this was this is completely Darren's fault in general for getting Lida involved, and that led to Jaina getting involved. But I know that I can I believe that Jaina knows deep down this isn't right. And even though she hasn't questioned it now, is like because it's an opportunity. Even though she's she is fighting it and doesn't want to dishonor her name, mm-hmm. she knows that they can't live like this. Like things are going to, it can't end well like this. So she ends up having to make probably the hardest decision in the episode. I would say, um, in terms of an individual decision, where she one of the Sagittarii when um they were planning to have the right. black zero guy kind of take the fall for it and yeah, Devem let him through he yeah, said he was gonna the whole scanning scene pretty yeah, much yeah called yeah, yeah. a meeting to speak with the voice of Rao. that's funny i didn't think that was a hard choice to be honest i thought it was I an easy think, choice <laughs> it's not a choice okay it wasn't a choice <laughs> okay hard morally like you could see it in her face it looked yeah. like she was gonna cry just to after. kill one of her own yeah, yeah and he's obviously a good sagittarius he did what she would have taught okay just on a uh, like a quick tangent i thought the the hardest choice was to uh that she was okay she made the, the, the like she gave the okay to be like we have to blow it up even if there are people around in the uh where wherever uh, the voice of Rao was going to be talking in oh yeah to remember dev. After, yeah remember after they changed it that he's going to be in the public space and then like we still have to go with the plan i think that was a very hard choice in my in my opinion oh yeah you know like but it's 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 the <laughs> Like it sucks, but it's the, yeah. it's, I think it's the right choice, <laughs> even if a lot of people are going to die. I know that's the problem with the, any sort of like war, anything like that. It's, there's always civilian casualties. Yeah, I but they did pull a, can... they pulled an audible. So it, was, it seemed like an audible and they had them. Anyway, sorry, that's just a quick. No, I, I no, I, I'm glad you have a differing opinion than me. I think Jaina really has it bad right now. Like mm-hmm. Lida's gone and she's not nothing that bad has happened to Lida. I mean, things are, they're finding out a lot of information, but she's, she's always like following her instinct and what she thinks is, is right. Whereas I think Jaina, ever since she had to make the decision to pair with the Vexes, things mm-hmm. are just not going to go well for her. Right. Yeah. I just don't see it. Like things are really adding up for. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause like we also see uh, into the mind of like how she works with Darren 
how like remember how i we, love remember how we, she talks to darren yeah remember how we talked about this a while ago how like if she does come under control or she, like she meets up she she like meets up with derek and uh, darren i mean sorry um when they if they team up how are they gonna like interact how are they gonna react oh yeah remember that yes. yeah so now we're seeing that we're fine we're seeing like and i we were pretty spot on we've said that derek i mean darren is gonna be like Barking things at her pretty much while like Nissa, uh, we still haven't seen how they interact. There is some bad blood between them in a sense, but like it's a lot more sincere in a sense. But Darren's more like, ah, we got to do this. <laughs> we got to blow it up still. And then she's like, ah, I, I know, but stop yelling at me. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's like that kind of attitude towards him. Where like she like she she's not afraid she to explains beat it. Him. She's like, no, you're yeah. not gonna tell me how to do this. I know how they're gonna work, and she's right. She knows exactly yeah. how they were all gonna work on her side of things. She had it on lock. Yeah, and she he should definitely listen to. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know if he can. We'll see. So that just basically leads to um dev when they call that there's a bomb in the building and right. then they evacuate brain, uh voice of rao and dev m rauniac boom yeah oh my rauniac <laughs> ends up having a conversation he's like you're good at your job and he's like thank you and then he ends up leading him into this place and little do do they know he takes off his mask and he's half brainiac half voice of rao Rao, yeah i um Rauniac. did not know that I, I didn't, I guess I knew because of when he took over the other body that he ha could have those powers that mm -hmm. quick, or his arms, his tentacles, or right. whatever they are, but I was not expecting such a quick reaction, and then the episode ended, and I was like, what? Yeah, it was like a couple of frames, and you're done, I was like, okay. Oh, yes. Okay. I was like, did Dev get it? Yeah, I know, I was looking, I, I paused, I was like, who's oh, suction you really? cut? Yeah. <laughs> who's suction Because <laughs> it looked like he might have gotten it. To be honest with you, because you, when you when you see the tentacles go out, you see he was on like the left bottom left corner of the screen, and you see like that that side just gets thrashed pretty hard. Oh my goodness! Yeah, but you you see like the top right ish is like where Jaina was, and you and then there's a specific shot of her like dodging out of the way. So for a fact, like they wanted us to see that she's she's good. Yeah, and if but you guys Deb have M, seen the preview, we know that Jaina is still good. But is it? I didn't see the preview. Is oh wow, shit's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, the preview is language. crazy. <laughs> um, Steph, language, oh my god. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I, I, I was like, okay, Dev M is going to die. But then I kind of took myself a few seconds to think about it. And I don't think he is because isn't he going to be the father of General Zod? Are we going to get a Dev <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so I don't think Dev M dies. I hope he doesn't after all his valiant work. All his bomb. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's bomb. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's it on that for this specific episode with this plot line. Do you have anything else about what you think could happen? Um, real quick, let's go over highlights. I liked. I I really liked Brainiac. Oh, I mean, the episode. I, yeah, of the highlight highlights of the episode. Give it to me. Um, I liked how Brainiac looked like half like because you see the back of his head's like all like, Baby. but like his face is still sort of okay. But his arms are completely green. That's why he has to wear those gloves. I thought it was cool. I really like the whole um, Ona and Brainiac scene. I love it when there's like a huge, like, like, uh, just a, a force of nature, just like interacting with such a, like, sincere and uh, innocent, like, being. You know, mm -hmm. I, I just thought I, I always love those dynamics because like she, he can just like snap and she'll be like done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, but there's something that keeps her alive for mm -hmm. some reason. You know. 
maybe her innocence. Um, I also like Doomsday. I really hope Doomsday comes back. I think it would be great. Um, what are what are some of your highlights? I love Doomsday. Uh, I love the house sigils together. Oh, together! That yes. shot was really cool. So cool. I thought they were gonna like cut themselves and then be like brother. Oh my god! And then just be, like squeeze yeah, each yeah, other, just like. <laughs> I would be so. I hate when they in every. Every action movie, every drama movie like this, why is there always a hand cut? <laughs> always, almost all, and I'm, it's just so disgusting looking. I but my other favorite parts about the episode, I love that we're seeing like a slow progression of how Brainiac takes over people because mm -hmm. we know if you guys have seen like pictures just of the season that have come yeah, out. Yeah, he's like completely bald, black. I yeah, cannot wait. For yeah, he that. looks so good. So awesome. So the yeah, that was my favorite part, and just the whole episode in general was. Like, I was really stressed, and I know an episode's really good when they, like, stress the entire time. You'll be time. stressing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, man. let's get into the character corner. Alrighty then. So, yeah, so we're doing a Druzad this this uh, this weekend. This weekend, yes. Today, actually. Um, it's which only is, right. We have to pay him homage. Yeah, yeah. So I told you guys I was, I was going to do my best to uh, make this a little bit more in-depth here. Um, so yeah, so let's get into it. Drew Zod, Character Corner. So first appearance, Adventure Comics, number 238. I believe we have the cover up right now. Um, and it was released April 1961, and it was actually uh, titled Superboy, The Phantom Superboy. And it appeared in a flashback, so pretty much Superboy, like, a bunch of items crashed down from Krypton. And one of those things is, like, uh, sort of some sort of helmet that he's able to, like, look into the past in a sense. And he sees like these trials go. He sees a trial of Druzad go down, like like in a in like a, a weird like holographic mm. holographic like form. And so that's why it says. Uh, so it's his first appearance, but it's in a flashback, and then it's his his flashback of seeing all this happen. Um, he was created by Robert Bernstein, and he was designed by George Papp. Um, and his background is he's a Kryptonian, and he's also from the military guild. Lineage, he's got Jaina Zod as his grandmother, Lyda Zod as the mother, father still unknown. Although I, I read that in some iterations, um, I believe he is either uncle to Superman or also, it might be also uh, brother to Superman in some iterations, like half brother to Superman. Which is just which I thought was interesting because Sagan, Lyda, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I, I'm really curious who's that. Yeah, it gets a little muddled since there's always like um, retro. What is it like when they like um, they they like kind of destroy the cannons in a sense. So there's there's like a lot of like oh paths different that he yeah goes down. yeah totally. Yeah. Um, and so I think a lot of the people you guys in the chat, I mean, on the comments last episode, oh, there was a few people that were like, there's so many, there's a lot of different versions and a lot that didn't really dive too in detail of Zod. Right. Yeah. There's been, there's been a bunch. <laughs> I focused on like the media later on. So, uh, real quick origins. He's a megalomaniac. So pretty much megalomaniac, <laughs> maniacal. There you go. Mega maniacal. Yeah. So it's pretty much someone who's obsessed with power. Uh, so he was a military director of the Kryptonian Space Center, and he was also raised in the same generation as Jor-El, and he knew him as an aspiring scientist because of the destruction destruction of Wegor that was caused by Jax Orr, if you remember that talk, me talking about that. Mm -hmm. um, the space program was abolished after that. Afterwards, he tried to take over Krypton. He made an army of imperfective clones slash robotic duplicates of himself, 
And a lot of uh, what I saw online, like it was very reminiscent of uh, Bizarro, which is kind of like a, a clone of Superman. He's just like defected in some ways. Um, defective in some ways. Um, he, they stopped them. They sentenced him to 40 years in the Phantom Zone, and that's where he survives the disruption, the disruption of Krypton uh, due to being trapped in this Phantom Zone. Uh, he's one of Superman's greatest villains of all time. He's also just like um, in a lot of lists of like super villains of great super villains of all time. He usually pops up in those those uh, lists as well. Makes sense. Superpowers uh, under the yellow sun of Earth. He possesses the same powers as any like regular Kryptonian. So pretty much anything that Superman does. But what I did notice is that since he's part of the military guild and um, Superman was just mainly raised on Earth, he has uh, like combat skills as well. Like uh, he's he was part of the Kryptonian oh, military. Oh, yeah, trained. Yeah. yeah. So he he fighting wise, he's stronger than Superman. But like they have the same strength uh, for the most part when it comes to just like pure muscle. And so there's a bunch of uh, different iterations uh, for super uh, for General Zod. So in Superman uh, 1978 and also in Superman 2 1980, he was portrayed by actor Terrence Stamp, and then he coined the ta- the the he coined the phrase "Neo before Zod" on in the uh, the second uh, f- movie. So in the first, he's seen along with uh, two other Kryptonians on trial, and they're banished to the Phantom Zone. In the first movie, that's what happens in the beginning, and I guess it's not called back until afterwards. And in Superman 2, there's a nuclear missile. Like the Phantom Zone in, in the first one is like a like a weird piece of mirror that just travels uh, space, mm-hmm. and so they get trapped in that weird mirror, and then they're just like they're just sent into space. And in Superman Two, a nuclear missile that Superman had previously had thrown into space explodes when it comes in contact with the mirror and uh, with the iteration of the Phantom Zone, and so that's how they get out. And Zod heads oh. to Earth. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so Zod uh, then causes chaos on Earth, but is eventually thwarted by Superman and defeats them using his Fortress of Solitude at the end of Superman 2. And then after that, so these are the films real quick. So those two films, on top of that, we also have Man of Steel. That was in 2013, and that's played by Michael Shannon. So that's like the most recent iteration of view of him. So he's there right right there. So he's in the the shackles and everything. I think it's like he's about to be sentenced. (laughs) Um, he played so, such a good Darren Vax. <laughs> he would play a good one. Uh, this, so serious. So this version of Kandor... Uh, so this is a version of Kandor and is the head of the Krypton's military guild who becomes so dissatisfied with the planet's ruling... By the way, I'm talking about like his iteration. Okay. Okay, so, yeah. He discovers that scientist uh, Jor-El stole the Codex, the key to genetically engineering Kryptons, so that his son Kal-El was born naturally... Oh, no, and it says, and his son, uh, Kal, which is uh, Superman, was born naturally. So that kind of angers Zod, and Zod fights him, and he forces, uh, he fights him, but he loses. Uh, and they put the codex in his DNA, right? So he had the entire DNA of Krypton? Right, on uh, on on Kal, pretty much. Uh, they, they sent it away with uh, Superman, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so uh, moving along, uh, Zod manages to kill scientists before he and his forces, which are called the Sword of Rao, including his second in command, Afaora, um, are captured and sentenced to 300 cycles of somatic reconditioning within the Phantom Zone. 300 cycles, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and in the TV series, so here's, there, there's so many right here. So, the first appearance on TV is 1988 Superman animated series, and I believe we have a picture of that too. Um, there's not much information on him. It's kind of like still following the same sort of storyline of like the previous iterations. 
So yeah, there's him right there, just with like nice little cap. And then after that, on Smallville season nine, he's uh, portrayed by Callum Blue. And um, so pretty much in season that what happens here is that season nine introduces a character as a young version of Zod, known as Major Zod. And he is other he, he and other Kryptonian soldiers from Krypton, uh, the city of Kandor, are resurrected on Earth as powerless clones. And so Clark tries to tries to make him like live in peace and everything, and prevents him from going down the wrong path. But of course, Major Zod's powers eventually come back, and he's restored, and he reactivates the powers of the Kandorian soldiers to earn their loyalty. He ultimately chooses to fulfill the destiny of the original Zod by embarking on a plan to rule the Earth. And that's on Smallville, but again, uh, but I believe it's it's war- thwarted, and that's like the last uh, in the last season. You see mm. that, and then after that, in Supergirl season two, he's portrayed by Mark Gibbon, and I believe um, he he he. Uh, there's like silver kryptonite dust introduced in that show, I believe, and like it uh it it, it confuses Superman to think that Supergirl is Zod, and then Superman starts fighting Supergirl. And uh, yeah, you could you could check that out. Um, so it's somewhere in season two of Supergirl. And last but not least, we have Krypton's uh, Zod, which is uh, this year's iteration, portrayed by Colin Sal- Colin Salmon. And uh, he's not an evil Zod that we're used to. Uh, clearly, yet. he wants to save Krypton from destruction. Uh, so he interferes with what's supposed to happen. He does have a great sense of pride, loyalty, and honor to Krypton and all matters of life on it. And so we'll have to see more to see what what what's he what he's about. He does have a definitely has a uh, sort of hard edge to him, um, in this show. Like he still is able, like he he does have like a really steely side to him. Yeah. That I saw that I noticed. I think Colin Salmon does a really good job. Yeah. Although like it's kind of like oh this guy he portrays him like someone like he can be my buddy but he can also like destroy me <laughs> like kind of like sense you know. Totally. Like I'd want to. I don't know why he him, would be but, my friend, but he could destroy me. Like I, I could get beers with this guy, but I don't want to make him angry, kind of thing, <laughs> you know. And and then we had a little uh, addition from Sky Patterson that says in uh, Superman Earth One, which debuted in DC Comics in October t- uh, 2010, uh, written by Michael uh, J. Michael Strazatsky, and it- illustrated by Shane Davis, uh, Zod appears in comics as Zod. L, brother to Jor L, and thus Superman's uncle. This version of Zod is also responsible for the destruct- destruction of planet Krypton. So that was, I thought that was interesting. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, we're still not sure of his background on the show Krypton. So like, they could possibly pull from all these cannons or a little itty bitties to make it even more interesting where we're just going to be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Speaking of Colin Salmon also, he did tweet that he said it honest someone asked what's your favorite episode of krypton sci-fi you've worked on the season and he said it honestly builds to the final episode which is perfect a perfect climax so episode 10 where i may get to utter the immortal line so we the know he's gonna line. be around and- wait oh he said the immortal line that's neil before zod yeah wait so is that, does that, oh man, that changes a lot of things. I know. That's what I'm saying, you guys. This is like First crazy. First that, that confirms that he's going to be alive until the last episode. Yes, which I'm happy about because he really screwed things up for Adam Strange and I love a little Second spice. off, it sounds like he's trying to take over Krypton. I know. I that That's why I kept saying like, you don't know if he's good yet. Like, I really don't know. I don't trust. I didn't. I don't didn't trust strange me that men that travel before. back and come and tell me one thing. 
Um, also, what was fun with this, usually I kind of want to be able to touch on this a little bit more than we have in past episodes, the uh, different sort of Easter eggs that were dropped. This one had well, yeah, two that I caught. They mentioned Kryptonopolis, mm -hmm. which we know is where Superman was born. Um, and that's where they had to flee when can't, uh, Candor was taken over. Mm -hmm. um, and then they mentioned the Hall of Justice, which I think in Crypt, this specific series in Krypton, it's just um, where Darren Bex and like the that sort of guild is. But mm -hmm. we know in the DC comics, that's sometimes where the headquarters are, where they'll meet. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. Um, and then just, we talked about Doomsday, but it's interesting to think about what he did in the comics and in Superman, the doomsday wars, Brainiac actually briefly took over doomsday's body and laid waste to the just and killed. Yeah. The justice league. So I know I'm like, and they've been pulling a lot of stuff from the actual comics. So the, the recipes, it's crazy. The recipes, like the ingredients to the recipe are there. Like yes. we have, we have Brainiac, we have doomsday. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's make it's it happen. It's two of the coolest villains <laughs> I've ever seen. I want to see them just like destroy stuff. <laughs> I want to see them fight each as, other. Yeah, as bad as it sounds. Destroy each other. Go outside. Yeah, because they're, they're not going to stand a chance against Doomsday. They don't have any like no. su superpowers. Yeah, what do yeah. they think? They're going to open him up and like, it's just like he'll fight for you? Yeah, exactly. Like it's... he's not remote controlled. Like <laughs> <laughs> I would. That'd be so, that'd be like Transformers. Then again, we, have, we haven't really seen like the Kryptonian like arsonry you know like what do they have like clearly arsenal. though it's not up to standard darren i mean we did know that from the general yeah. thoughts of that book oh yeah that's you. true that's true jack uh, sword did blow up a moon <laughs> like maybe we might as well get into some predictions right now mm -hmm. while we're talking about this and now you're after buzz tv predictions are we just firing off, or do you want something specific? Talk about something specific. No, we can just fire off. Fire off. All right. I'm just trying not to think next about. Next episode's preview kind of screwed me over because I will admit I was completely wrong of what I I wasn't wrong, but I just didn't think that was going to happen yet. But I'm at a disadvantage. I know. I didn't see just that. know that Darren is a snake, and he's willing to sell out all snake. others. Well, maybe it's part of the plan. No. Maybe it's like a red herring that the previous trying to set up. No, I think what I do think is that Brainiac next episode will be fully Brainiac. Yeah. And is going to make his presence known. And I don't know. Next episode? Yeah, huh? to the guilds, <laughs> the main the main leadership roles. Okay. And he's not going to go public with it and just like. I don't think he's going to go public with it. I think he's <laughs> going to. Because that would ruin his plan, I think. What is his plan? To take information. Oh, okay. And slowly take over. So uh, is he trying to like treat it as like a control group where he's like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to like, uh, you know, pretty much like spill the beans that I'm here yet. I'm going to let them act natural. Yeah. Okay. I think so. I can see and then that. I think that. We are finally going to get um, Lyda, General Zod, Jaina Zod, um, and Seg to form some sort of union where they can figure out how the heck they're going to fight him without Doomsday. Yeah, that's a, that's a team I've been talking about. That ragtag team that are going to come up. <laughs> yes. <and laughs> what do you think? Um, well, dang. That, those are pretty good. Um, let's I know. see. I was just following. There has to be. There's no closure for 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 Adam, 
for Adam and Seg, right? This this episode. That no, has... he said, um, I never want to see you again. Yeah, that's not closure, dude. No, that's not closure, <laughs> but that's an exit. That's an exit, exit for sure. Yeah. So I want to see what happens. With them. He's not going to. I know. Yeah. Adam I know. is relentless. But like, who's going to be the one who's like, hey, man, I'm sorry? Like, <laughs> is, is it Adam who's going to be like, hey, man, I. Uh... I think what if he does Seg something? will find out something. Like, maybe he'll get some piece of information from Val-El. Yeah. Or something that makes him believe Adam Strange's story a little bit more. Yeah, or maybe, like, um, we start to see another side of Zod. And, uh, like, uh, as in uh, uh, Drew Zod. And um, he kind of, like, he he starts slipping in in Seg's eyes, you know? And he's just like, I don't think we... uh, I don't think I chose the right guy. I was like, or, or like, it's like, you're cool, but I don't agree with your methods of doing things. Yeah. Could, that could, I could see There's that There's so happening. many openings happening, and I yeah. think this is what they meant by these next few episodes are going to be crazy. Yeah. Which, you, oh, what are you going to ask? No, uh, go. Do you think that, like, Lyda's, like, off or Zod, like, no matter what? No. No? I think okay. Lyda's the smartest person on Krypton right now. I didn't see any... Um, Other sense, than I didn't. I didn't get a sense of doubt from her, like like following him blindly. I think she thing. feels a Zod loyalty, but yeah. at the end of the day, she's the only one that has the moral compass that like thinks about the greater good, thinks about the present, thinks about the future, and thinks outside of her guilt. Mm-hmm. So I think that she, even though she would be biased to him, obviously, I don't think that she would be turned that fast. But we'll find out, I you guys. Agree. Next Wednesday, May second, will be transformations, which I'm. I that's oh, where I yeah. Oh snap! A, things are happening, and then we will be back next Sunday to break it brainiacs. down. But make sure to you guys tell us what you guys think because we're probably you might know more than what we know coming up. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I'm Steph Sabra. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabra. And Anthony, where can we find you? Oh yeah, you can find me everywhere at Tony B Tony underscore again Tony B Tony underscore. Don't forget to uh, rate and subscribe on our iTunes page and leave a comment there as well to win the hat that Sean Sipos himself, Adam Strange, signed. And uh, we'll be giving that out at the last episode of our after show. I know there's uh, one person in particular who really wants it. It's it's it's, it's really great uh, reading it. her yeah, comments. I love it. Yeah. So um, yeah. So stick around for that. And uh, thank you for joining us again. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Peace out. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Stay super. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 